College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in. It is the Huddle Up Podcast presented as always by Mile High Huddle. Powered by Blue Wire Podcast, I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, you know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, and a little interesting um, ESPN article, kind of speculating, you know, we could say linked, but not quite. It's more just kind of daydreaming, speculation type stuff. I'll pull up the article, but why is ESPN speculating on a great trade would be sending DK Metcalf to follow Russell Wilson to the Mile High City? You want to know why? And I'm being honest right now. It's because Rob Ninkovich is an idiot. Straight up. He's the former Patriots linebacker, is now an ESPN analyst, and this was his reasoning. Uh, he, he was on a roundtable on an ESPN show, Get Up, hosted by Jeremy Fowler, and they were asking, what is DK Metcalf's best suitor? And when it came to Ninkovich, he said, the Denver Broncos. And you know why? Obviously, Russell Wilson. Then he goes, Oh, I love Mile High. I love Denver. Might as well. And then he admits, probably not too realistic. Yeah, probably not, Rob. The Broncos are fine at receiver. If there's one player they do not need, it's DK Metcalf. Russell Wilson should be fine with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, and so on. I mean, look at this reasoning. Hey, let me go with Russell. I've already worked with him in the past. I like Denver. I like Mile High. Let's go. That's not how it works, Rob. So please, this is more ESPN nonsense. This is just off-season conjecture that, unfortunately, we have to cover. And look at this, Zach. Sometimes uh, the haters get after us for clickbait, right? The the actual tweet from ESPN, DK Metcalf could be on the move. I mean, come on now. We're not the ones clickbaiting. We're the ones telling the truth. Pure speculation here. Pure speculation. But, you know, it just doesn't... You know, the Ninkovich thing aside, it just doesn't really make any sense for Denver. Whatever it would cost to get him in the first place would not be cheap. It's DK Metcalf. This dude has produced quite prolifically since entering the league. Uh, what was that, Zach? 2019? Is that his rookie year, I think? Um, but either way, the dude, its he's really all Seattle has in terms of skill position. Now, no offense coming into that, but... I don't know, man. Why would Seattle, unless they were completely planning on blowing the whole thing up, but three years into his 
into his career doesn't make much sense at all. I mean, he's in the last year of his rookie deal. Obviously, he's seen the contracts around the NFL with Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, uh, Christian Kirk landing mega contracts. He's deserving of one. As I wrote, he outplayed his deal. But maybe Rob Ninkovich doesn't realize that it would cost a first-round pick and then some to acquire DK if Seattle even wants to trade him, which they don't. And the Broncos don't have a first-round draft pick because they traded that for Russell Wilson. And I don't think Seattle's going to take a 2023 first-rounder for DK services. Just a ridiculous kind of story all the way around. One of the stories that I feel kind of dirty, I need a shower after writing, but it, it is news at this point of the offseason and uh, i just wanted to dunk on it a little bit feels good eagles writer howard eskin reported april 5th quote i've been told by multiple people when somebody calls seattle about dk metcalf they said we're not trading him we're not trading him they don't even take the offer they just say nope and they just shut it right down you can't even make an offer right now zach for what it's worth close quote so i don't know Tom, thanks for the super chat, big dog. What's going on? He says, good evening. I don't think trading for him makes sense. He'll demand a huge contract soon, and I'd rather have Patrick and Sutton. I mean, that's the thing here, Zach. You have, you have a very stacked and talented wide receiver position that's still young. I mean, it's still young. You don't need to go out and spend on, on DK Metcalf because you also have Albert Okawebunam, and you have a really good young running back. Like, relax, relax, guys. Not to mention they're going to have a decision to make on Jerry Judy sooner rather than later, 2020 first-round pick. Um, I, I just This is another example. We talk about it all the time. We've talked about it for years of the national media having no idea what they're talking about in relation to the Denver Broncos. And this was another shining example of just that. I mean, if you want to propose the Broncos would trade for an edge rusher, an inside linebacker, a cornerback, it's tight end. That's one thing. But receiver, it's the one position they do not need. And I do not understand why they did. James Webb also jumping in with a generous super chat. Thank you, my friend. Great to see you in the chat. Along with Dave Millage up in Canada. What's good, bro? Very generous of you. Thank you, my friend. Helps keep the lights on here at MHH Central. He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, and Scott. And everyone in the chat, of course, any chance Russell Wilson goes the Tom Brady route and takes less money? It's possible, perhaps, if we get a sniff at the playoffs this year. Seems Russ genuinely wants to be great. I don't know. I don't think the Broncos were, or are, I should say, really in a position where they need to like go to Russ and say, hey, can you take less? Like This isn't the Denver Broncos circa 1996-97 when John Elway significant restructures of his contract as a player so that the team had the cap space to go out there and sign Neil Smith, who helped him win two Super Bowls and uh, other players as well. So Howard Griffith, another one that they can thank John Elway for moving some money around for the team. I just don't, I don't really see it, but I don't know if Russ is that kind of guy. He's not making that much money now. So right. it kind of would imply that he's all about whatever, as long as I'm recognized for, and I'm, I'm taken care of, you know, I just want to win. Yeah, you, it's that's what I was thinking as well. I mean, you're going to have to pay him commensurate to what the market bears. Maybe not resetting the market at the 50 range, uh, but I think 45 is a lock depending on when they get this deal done. Russ doesn't strike me as the type that's going to hold the Broncos over a barrel and demand 50 or more or cripple the cap or all this guaranteed record setting. He doesn't strike me as that guy. But like you said, we don't really know him. We haven't seen him in a Broncos uniform for one snap, let alone a contract negotiation. We're getting used to Russell Wilson. I've had a lot of Seahawks fans, salty ones I might add in my mentions, telling me, oh, it's it, it'll wear off after after a while. The facade is just that, a facade. But I, I see him as a genuine kind of guy who wants to help the team win. He's entering the back nine of his career, and I think he's really angling for one more championship to solidify his legacy. He found a nice, solid landing spot in Denver. He's already made it home. He's already kind of a legend in Denver, in fact, already. And I think he's going to want to grow here for quite a while. To do so, you can't tie up $50 million every year. You can't demand 250 guaranteed. I think he understands that. But on the other side of it, it's not going to be cheap for Denver. Anyone hoping the Broncos are going to get him for a steal or a hometown discount, very naive. They're going to cross 40, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's up the upper echelon of that number. Neither would I. Neither would I. I'm just pulling up a, a interesting little meme that quotes um, 
Richard Sherman here. It's a, it's a different subject. We'll come back to it here in a second. But first, Tom, have a great pod tonight, guys. He says he's working. Well, hey, buddy, thanks for jumping in early with a couple of supers, supporting the cause, and enjoy what remains of the show. I'm sure you'll get to it later on, my friend. Thank you for working the Huddle Up podcast in uh, to your daily rotation. We do appreciate it. On that subject, guys, while we're at it, I just want to remind everybody, hey, huddleuppod.com, go get your swag on. Go get your merch on. So many different newer designs that are up on the merch store. Uh, Zach, I don't know if you actually put that. Did you put the uh, new tank top you designed on the merch store? I did not. Selfishly, I made that as like a test pilot for myself. I have not gotten a chance to wear it at the gym. But what I can say, the one I designed is the premium tank top. It's not... The other one that we had is a little more flimsy. It's a little more, I don't know, of a looser fit. This is more of a gym stylish uh, kind of tank top. I will let you guys know. I might even have a visual example for y'all just to give you an idea of what it looks like. But we have a lot to choose from. We have five pages of merch. I mean, we have one pieces for babies, for God's sake. Go get yourself (laughs) some. And some really cool plans for the merch store coming in the very near future. So anyway, guys, we appreciate that. It's easy to navigate, support the cause, huddleuppod.com. I'll put the link in the chat here. Uh, But guys, here's the last little um, caveat. If and when you buy something off the merch store, you got to send us that. It's a DM. Shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail of you rocking the, the gear because we love throwing that up on our Instagram page in particular and, and flexing for you guys. That's right? true too though. Uh, James says you need some pet merch. You know, they didn't have it on our providing store for a long time. I haven't looked at that for a while, but I'll go check it out, bro. Just for you, big dog, just for you. Um, okay. Zach, I kind of got a kick out of this. Well, let's grab Tom first. We have a great cost-effective wide receiver group. Super chat number three from my dude, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Take advantage of it on this cost-effective wideout group and put the money elsewhere, not in another receiver, O-line, corner, edge. Yes, amen, bro. Tell the cows come home. We are sharing a brain with you, big dog. I mean, (laughs) I like how someone pointed out, I didn't mention this in my little rant, but in that ESPN segment, his co-host, I forget who her name is, she said, well, Denver stacked. They don't need DK DK Metcalf. They're fine at receiver. Then he's like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. So... I don't know why that was even a thing. I don't know why he thought Denver would be a possibility, but that's the low-hanging fruit when you connect Russell Wilson uh, to DK. From Richard Sherman on the rookie campaign, Zach, of Patrick Sertan, quote, his rookie tape is teach tape. Was Patrick Sertan that good, Zach, to where, you know, this is the tape that coaches are showing in the film room for new, young, even veteran corners, this is how you do it. Well, I mean, he wasn't perfect, but he didn't look like a rookie either. Every time I watched him, he looked like a 10-year vet that was uh, pulling off advanced moves out there at cornerback and locking down receivers and one-on-one coverage and, you know, really playing in a, in a secondary in a defense that was in flux, a lot of injuries. I don't think the scheme was super beneficial to any player on that defense. This is a guy you build around. This is going to be an all pro in year two. I will put money on that. I've heard he's the next champ Bailey. I would tend to agree with that lofty comparison, but he has all the tools and all the upside to make that happen. I am one of Patrick Sertan's biggest fans. This kid is a superstar. Patrick Sertan's stats could have been static exactly the way they were as a rookie. If the Broncos are a playoff team, he's a pro bowler. He's voted to the pro bowl. He suffered. He's a good example of a all pro slash pro bowl caliber player who turned in that level of a performance, that level of a body of work, but he doesn't get the recognition because from a collective perspective, the Broncos profile is not enough to be front of brain when it comes time for players, for coaches and fans who participate in the pro bowl voting. But this dude, Zach put down a pro bowl caliber performance champ Bailey for what it's worth. Uh, the only year you can really speak to of his prime that he did not make the Pro Bowl was his rookie year. So maybe he will indeed follow Champ Bailey. I mean, again, I would put money on Patrick either being a Pro Bowler or All-Pro or both. I think he's going to benefit from Evero's scheme. He's going to play more aggressive man, you know, uh, press defense, and I think he's going to have more interceptions. He's just going to be, regardless, you know, he's scheme independent. You mentioned if the Broncos had a winning record or not, he should have been in the Pro Bowl regardless. He's one of the guys that will have the name recognition around the NFL 
uh, like his father did. He's going to carry on that lineage uh, very nicely. By the way, it's raining mighty hard here in these Rockies where I'm at right now, Zach. Can you hear rain through my mic? Or... Yeah, it's like ASMR. I'm kind of enjoying it. I actually right, turned my well, mic up a little bit. I, I'm going to try and be mindful when I'm not speaking to have the old mute button on. Phil, what's good, bro? Appreciate you, my friend. Good to see you. And what is this about monkeys? Monkey Bites wants to know, does anyone else here in here have pet monkeys? Look, monkey in the profile pic on YouTube, Zach. With a Broncos jersey on. Yo, legit. Let me tell you something, though. In my wildest dreams, I want a finger monkey. Have you ever seen a finger monkey? It will give you that, I don't know. It's, uh, you ever seen like a baby? It's so cute. You want to pinch it, but you don't. Of course, you would never want to hurt it, but you're just like the anxiety of how cute that baby is. You're like, mm. it's like that when you see a finger monkey. Check out finger monkeys. Michaela, the Dutch oh, is throwing oh, down. What What's is going good? on right now? We definitely need some pet merch. Look, we're talking monkey jerseys coming soon to huddleuppot.com <laughs> if you mind your P's and Q's. Sponsored by Monkey Bites, which I thought was something <laughs> you'd find in the mall somewhere. But we, we definitely appreciate uh, all the, mm. the monkey shout outs. And yeah, we'll try to get some pet merch if it's on there. Not Mercy. And uh, Pet Mercy. It's good to have too. Oh, dude, this is what I'm talking about here. Dude, I got to show you this real quick. All right. This will trip you out. Oh, I, I always forget. I can't. Uh, I can't touch my screen. It's not a touch screen, but check this out just real quick. All right. For craps and giggles. Okay. Finger monkey. I present to you. Look at this little finger monkey, dude. You know, depending on where you're at in the country though. Uh, well, this may be blown up a little too big. Let me go down two spots. There we go. Uh, wherever, depending on where you're at in the country, it's actually not legal to own a primate. This is a primate, dude. That's a little monkey that can just chill on your finger. Uh, etc. So for what it's worth, back to Denver Broncos talk, but finger monkey, that's a, that's a bucket list for me. How do I follow that? <laughs> How do I, nothing to maybe, say. Maybe with something like spider monkeys, your bucket list. I don't oh, know, man, you're blowing my mind right now, Chad. We're it's the, <laughs> the finger monkey podcast presented by overtime. I hey, it, it is the off season. Liar. I mean, what are you going to do? That's true. Charge it to the game. Um, Gary, blah, blah. What's good. That's a newer name. Do you recognize Gary Blah Blah? Are you related to Bob Blah Blah? No, Bob Blah. Bob Blah Blah? Yeah. Are you related to Bob Blah Blah? Right? I'm just like, Phew. do you know who I'm talking about? Dude, Arrested Development, uh, Scott Bayo's character, Bob Blah Blah. He's a, he's a stereotypical lawyer. But uh, Gary, welcome. Best podcast ever, says Gary. Thank you, my dog. Big respect from Montreal, Canada. Very cool. Who is your hidden gem from this year's draft for? Gary, he says, me, it's Khalil Shakir, the wideout from Boise State. You know, that's a good question. Troy Anderson, probably for me, and he's not so hidden anymore. Um, but there are some really, really good prospects out there uh, that are starting to emerge, some of which aren't. Um, I'll show you a couple things here, guys. You got to trust me on this, guys. Gary and everyone who's interested in the NFL draft and getting to know the prospects, this is milehighhuddle.com, all right? This is the uh, the mothership, as it were. If you click on the draft tab, it takes you right here. And in the draft tab, you will see all these breakdowns of different draft prospects, and it's all about how do and do they fit with the Denver Broncos. A lot of them are top 100 caliber prospects, Gary, so it's not necessarily talking about hidden gems per se. But if you want to learn about who's who and how they could perhaps fit with your Denver Broncos, go check out... Nobody in Broncos country, nobody in Denver media, trust me when I say this, does NFL draft with the expertise and comprehensive reach of Mile High Huddle. And that's from the written stuff, as you'll see on the site and these podcasts, especially uh, Broncos for Breakfast, Dove Valley Deep Divers, and Building the Broncos. Yeah, I guess I'll uh, take the the cop out. Uh, a couple guys that I've written about recently I do like. I like the Hassan Haskins, the running back from Michigan, and Isaiah Thomas, the defensive end slash edge from Oklahoma. Middle-round middle, middle round guys, I mean, in this draft class, especially with the Broncos not having a first-round pick, I'm focusing more on the late-round, day three, potential hidden gems, and those are two guys I love at two positions of relative need for the Broncos. Yeah, this is um, this is one I read up on with Eric. Uh, I think it was yesterday, Boye Mafe from – Minnesota, interesting cat if he's there in round two. The Broncos need edge. Now, we're getting off the beaten path of Gary's original question about hidden gems here, but don't sleep on Mafe. If he's, if he might be there. Maybe they have to move up a little bit, but I still think it's a plausible chance he could be there at uh, pick 64. 
John Chance, what's good, bro? Again, I got to give you props for that formidable mustache, my dog. Good evening, he says. Thanks for always bringing us Bronco fans. Good content. You're a prince, John. Thank you, buddy. Really do appreciate that. Thank you. Um, okay, let me see what we got here in the chat. G, ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Hill in the house, throwing down. Generous super chat, G. You the man. Thank you, buddy. We got animals in the profile pics with Bronco jerseys. I mean, raining down. This one's a cute little, I don't know what kind of dog that is, but it's a cute little puppy. Good evening, Chad and Zach. We don't need uh, DK Metcalf, I think, right? Free agency. Uh, Philip Lindsay is the only player I bring in, which probably won't happen. Go to the draft, get the best player available at needed positions, and go play football. Let's ride MHH for life. Thank you, buddy. I told you guys last night, I'm not, I would not be opposed whatsoever. I mean, if Philip were to come back, it's not realistic. I'm not trying to get your guys' hopes up here, but I don't think, Zach, there was as, as much acrimony per se between George Payton and Philip Lindsay as maybe the perception might be. I think basically if there was any acrimony at all, it was George saying, look, here's the original round tender. That was a disappointment because to Philip, you know, cost him a million bucks what he was expecting at a second round tender, for example. But they ended up going uh, original round, taking him from like a $3.5 million payday for 2021 down to just over $2 million. That was a disappointment. He didn't like that. And so he pushed back and said, look, if you're not going to at least second round tender me, rescind the offer and let me go test the market because I know I can find that kind of money out there. And George Payton, being a good dude, was like, okay, dude, if that's what you want, I'll do it. And he rescinded the offer, signed with – so like Philip Lindsay, the way he's talked about it, Zach, in the press, or well, at least in the immediate aftermath, the way it was, it was postured, was like, thank you, George. Like you did me a solid there. Thank you. So I'm not so sure there's as much acrimony between – Philip Lindsay and the Broncos, as there might have been even in the Von Miller uh, example, Zach, or obviously like Chris Harris Jr. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, maybe there's not acrimony or bad feelings on George Payton's side because he felt like maybe he was doing Philip a, a favor by releasing him and he was honest and frank with him. But with Philip Lindsay, not only did they bring in Melvin Gordon at $8 million, they never made a, a push at all to sign Lindsay to a long-term deal and he did the same things for the organization that Melvin Gordon did. You know, he was a pro bowler at one time. He was like the future at the position at one time. And he went from angling for a long-term deal to getting his tender rescinded and 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 being worth nothing in the Broncos' eyes. So I don't know how much he want to come back to Denver beyond visiting and being back in his home state again and having that sort of nostalgia. I think he moved on when they decided not to pay him and not to reward him, which I think they should have for his services to that point. By the way, I just happened to glance at the analytics, Zach, and that DK Metcalf story is Isn't on it? fire right now. People are reading the snot out of that thing. Uh, Robert, what's going on, bro? Good question. He's a dedicated daily listener viewer on YouTube. We're going to grab this question. Thank you, Robert for being with us every single day. He says, what is the must-have position to draft at 64? For me, Zach, it boils down to edge, tackle, really edge and tackle. Those, to me, are the two, like, if it's anything other than that, you got to really sell me on who it is. And maybe it's, you know, like a really lucky guy that fell and the Broncos get lucky that it's and it's not a tackle and it's not an edge. Maybe it's a corner. Maybe it's a linebacker, whatever. And you just don't look that gift horse in the mouth. You just take him, but... To me, the biggest issue is tackle and edge rusher in terms of needs for 22 and Zach beyond. I mean, we came into the offseason on this podcast saying the Broncos had three needs to fill in the offseason, and that was quarterback, right tackle, and edge. And they filled quarterback. They haven't done so much at edge. They have a couple placeholders there right now. Um, those are my choices as well. And just to give a wild card, they might not make a pick at 64. So that's the other option here. If they, they don't want to be pinned into a corner of taking a player they don't really love, they can move back and stockpile capital for the middle rounds. But I'm going right tackle or edge as the biggest needs at that spot. Beyond that, hey, let's look at corner depth. Let's look at off-ball linebacker. Let's look at tight end. It's not as if this team has zero needs, but like the pressing issue, the biggest holes have really been filled I'm still just a little bit, tad bit nervous about right tackle and edge, though. So, Andrew Baker, what's good, bro? We get to talk with Andrew, uh, right? Am I? Let me let me make sure I'm not tripping on this here. 
And guys, sorry, it's coming down like a like a sucker. No, it's this this week. It's Ed, and then Andrew Kayak is the twentieth, and then Andrew is. I gotta look. My phone's being weird right now. Andrew, I'll look at our email thread to remind myself of that. But he says, "Hi, I see various grades for George Payton, but man, it's an all-out A in my opinion. I'm curious how his board looks in this draft, but I'm not sure what more he can do that he hasn't done already to bring us a championship." Well, you got to bring that. You got to, I mean, the championship itself, you know, that's the biggest thing, Zach. Remember the dream team, Philadelphia Eagles? What was that? The 13 Eagles? If I'm maybe it was 2010. Well, okay. Either way, back the Michael Vick dream team, right? Like everyone was crowning this is going to be it for Andy Reid. Like this is, this is that roster that's finally going to get him over the hump in Philly. And I'm the awesome one. You just don't, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way where you win championships in the offseason. But the building blocks are there. It's going to take in the really illuminating piece, Zach, I thought today from Albert Breer of the Monday Morning Quarterback, the mothership at Sports Illustrated, with an hour-long conversation with Nathaniel Hackett. Very good ride, uh, write-up, guys. Go to milehighhuddle.com. That Hackett piece you'll see up in the top in the carousel uh, covers the most notable things, but you should go read the Breer piece for sure. They're excited. He's excited to, for the first time, really kind of get hands on these players. And Zach, you had the report for us a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> pardon me, about the Broncos offseason schedule and what's to come. But I got to remind people, there's not going to be any practice tomorrow. The Broncos are back. It's They're going to be doing offseason training starts basically tomorrow. Today, they're checking in tomorrow, everything. But it's uh, conditioning, it's team meetings, stuff like that, and rehab. And then a couple more weeks down the road, Zach, they come back uh, for the next, I don't know if it's phase technically, but then they get to maybe do a little bit more stuff out on the grass. Yeah, there's a voluntary minicamp schedule through the 25th and the 27th. Um, it's exciting for sure. But in terms of Peyton, I know his moves have to work out, but what more could he have done to put the Broncos back on the right track? Not only did he fire Vic Fangio, he hired who we think is the right coach for the franchise in Hackett, and then you go out and trade for Russell Wilson and fill a need that hasn't been filled in six years. So, I mean, it, it's hard not to give him an A. It's hard not to commend Peyton for the job uh, that he's done. But to your point, the people who he's hired and the people who he's leaning on have to then go out this fall and prove him correct and make it a winning product. So I'm excited. Nah, <clears throat> pardon me, Nash the Fifth in the house. What's good, bro? Very generous. Thank you, my brother. He says, good evening, Priest. What are your realistic expectations for Russell Wilson and the Broncos this year? Also, do we know who's going to be the returned specialist um, on special teams? Hope it's an upgrade over Deontay Spencer. Go Broncos. Very good question. Zach, I mean, he's kind of painting with broad strokes here in terms of expectations. I don't know if you want to get into statistical projections, if you want to get into you know, win loss in the standings, but what's your answer for Nash? And then I'll, I'll riff off of what you say. Well, as always, realistic is subjective to each and every person, but I'll keep it, you know, super realistic. I think from a, a wide point of view, a playoff berth and they'll compete for the division. I'm not predicting they're going to win the West. I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl, but they're going to be competing for that division. I still think 11 and 11 and six, 12 and five, is a realistic expectation for the Broncos because, I mean, what major hole do they really have? You look this roster up and down, yeah, there's not superstars at every spot, but that offense is freaking loaded. That defense was already good. They're going to be more aggressive. Um, in terms of special teams and the returner, I think Mike Boone could uh, you know, start to pay dividends in that department. And keep an eye if they do draft or pick up the Eric King for Miami, the quarterback slash receiver slash returner, that's one spot where he excels at. So I don't think the next returner is on the Broncos roster right now. I think that guy is going to come through the draft, uh, whoever that may be. You know, if they had to play football tomorrow, it's probably Tyree Cleveland. If you can trust him on punt returns, though, I'm not certain. He's actually a really good kick returner. Former Florida Gator. I like him all day long as a kick returner. I'm not convinced, you know, with everybody barreling down on you on a punt return. I haven't seen him enough there to really be able to trust that yet. My outlook is this. I think the Broncos this year, they snap the ignominious 13-game losing streak to the Kansas City Chiefs. And it would not shock me. I'm not predicting this, but... It would not shock me if the Broncos actually, the pendulum swings and they sweep the Chiefs because what they're about to reckon with, the Chiefs, as far as their age-old division rival, the Denver Broncos, is a creature 
all new. It's brand new to them. They they might think now they know what they're going to be going up against. They don't. Even we don't know. I think that we could be as excited as fans are right now about the Broncos. I think we could actually still be sleeping on this team a little bit. All they need is a little bit of luck, Zach, in terms of the health thing, the injury bug, keeping the the uh, vagaries of the injury bug at bay from guys like Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory. If they get a little luck there, Patrick Sertan, uh, Justin Simmons, guys like that stay healthy on the defense. I'm telling you right now, this is a team that could take the NFL by storm. And I could see Russ having a career type of year because of the weapons and because of the mindset. That's one of the things, Zach, that really held him back, despite the fact that he's a nine-time Pro Bowler in 10 years as a, as a pro, what held him back in Seattle, why people go, well, how come he's never even gotten one vote for MVP? Like, what the Sam Hill is going on? It's because the coaching staff there, Zach, from a philosophical standpoint, they weren't about the quarterback. They weren't about building the nest around Russ. They weren't about, hey, go out there, be you, put up points, score. They're about running the ball and playing uh, Pete Carroll's brand of defense. Ain't going to be that way here in Denver. Nathaniel Hackett is fixing to basically structure this whole thing around Russ and hashtag let Russ cook. And we don't yet know what the limits of that might be. I, I think the Broncos can be as good as the as the Broncos want to be. They're going to be their own worst enemy. And you made a point about injuries, all things being equal, which it never is in the NFL. But if, if they remain mostly healthy, how do you not see a double-digit win team with this Broncos outfit? I mean, Russell Wilson, was it was an outlier last year, that injury and then the season that he had. And even still, his his injury mark season was better than anything from any Broncos quarterback since Peyton Manning for the most part. Any of us would have signed up for that. He was still pretty good. I think fully healthy and fully motivated now, he's going to kill it. And if that offense pulls their weight for once for the first time in a half decade, that defense is going to be playing with leads, playing with their ears pinned back. It's going to be fun to watch football again in the Mile High City. And that's being realistic. That's not even being optimistic. Speaking of optimism, we have one of the mavens of the Mile High Huddle Super Chat Superstar community. He's up there on the MHH Mount Rushmore, D-Dub, a.k.a. Dale. Yes, Dale, we'll see you at the draft. It's going to be a gas. Thank you so much for your generosity, as always, my friend. Seriously, love you. Thank you. He says, gents, I've been lurking in the background, pretty much watching replays after work. Looking forward to seeing you at the draft. I like Troy Anderson linebacker at 64 unless an edge rusher drops he's a football player athlete smart a leader versatile at 63 he is a run pass option threat also go rpo i mean i guess against the rpo is what he's saying right broncos dude College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. From your lips to the ears of the football gods, Dale. Love you, bro. 
I mean, yeah. I'm first of all, Dale. Thank you so much for that generosity. That's that's very much like you, and that's incredible. So thank you. You can make the case that Anderson would be a better pickup than Chad Muma. Both players I like a lot, but I would be very very happy if the Broncos ended up with Anderson. That could very well be the number one guy on their board. It would fill a major need. And let me say, I know it's maybe apples to oranges, but I would be so much happier with Anderson at 64 than let's say Trey McBride at 64. So I like the way you're thinking, Dale. Just a couple things here on the kid from uh, Montana State. Six three and a half, two hundred forty three pounds. Let's uh, go under the radar. Uh oh, I'm yeah. getting an autoplay here. Where's that coming from? Started your business, and it's time to register. Stand by, guys. There was not even a video on that page, and I was getting an autoplay. But either way, he's a very intriguing guy. And if he was uh, again, I think the focus to me needs to be tackle or edge. Here we go. Let's look at some clips, some cutups from Scott, who was at the senior bowl reporting for us of Troy Anderson. Now let's see, Scott, he is uh, at the senior bowl. He was wearing what Jersey number? There we go right there. 45. Okay. So if you're watching right there in the middle, watch this kid sift through the trash. Okay. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Here we go again. He is probably Mike right here. Oh, no, he's Will. Bam, done. Like that's a tackle if they were going full speed, right? Like that's that's that. Nice. Okay, now he's playing the Sam or Mike. I don't know. Depends on what the package is. Boom, straight. Yeah, he would have gotten. If that was a real game, dude, he's getting tackled. He's getting tackled right there for a three or four yard gain. Yes, this dude, just his instincts are are really good. I like him. I like him a lot. So Troy Anderson, keep an eye on this cat. Keep an eye on this cat. Good eye, Dale. Uh, Rodney says, one running back I had in mind for the draft is Ronnie Rivers from Fresno State. I thought he was impressive. I haven't spent that much time looking at Ronnie Rivers, but I'll put him in the old uh, rotation. Check him out, Rodney. Yeah, if he's a late-round guy, I'm all for it. Again, I like Hassan Haskins out of Michigan. But there's, there's some talented runners. But the big debate is, do the Broncos take one on day two? in the second or third round. I don't think they should. I think they should wait on that. They're, they're good. They need to add some depth. I'm not talking about anyone that eats out of the bowl of Javante Williams as the RB1 or even Mike Boone as the RB2. Depth, guys, to fall back on because of the attrition of the position. We know how I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it, talking about the attrition of the position. It wears on cats, all right? So you just need to have some some uh, bodies there that you could turn to in a worst-case scenario. And, you know, Hackett talked about his RBBC thing, you know, running back by committee, you need that, etc. I just think we would be naive to not expect the Broncos to utilize some draft capital on a running back. But if it's a day two, I think they're jumping the shark a little bit, unless it's just a great guy that just falls and you just, again, it's a gift horse you don't look in the mouth. Cottonmouth 78, speaking of, have a great night, boys. Thank you. You too, big dog. Dealing with a 10-month-old cutting three teeth on my end. Very angry little boy. Hey, dude, I feel your pain, my dog. My little boy right now is going through the same. Theo, he's uh, when that happens, it's really weird. Some kids are different than others, but our kids, for whatever reason, when they teeth, obviously they do get angry. They're ornery and all that because they're in pain, right? But our kids also get the runny nose and they get the fever when they teeth. So you're always going, is this kid sick? Oh, no, he's teething. He'll be fine. Big kid Rook throwing down. What's good, bro? Do you do you think Reese Hall will be available at pick 64? I don't know. Let's see what the mock uh, mock draftable. Let's see. Let's take a look. Um, if this will pull up. There we go. Iowa State. Hmm. <sighs> I don't know. Here's here is uh I don't think measurables. Should, I don't think it should matter from the Broncos point of view. I mean, in the interest of you throwing down a very generous super chat, my friend, thank you. I'll show you this. Um his comparison in to a few names you might know, Jonathan Taylor, all right, who took the NFL by storm recently, been compared to Joseph Adai. 
Also, Donald Brown, he of the former Peyton Manning offense fame. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, he'll be there in the second round, but you don't want to use the second round pick if you can avoid it. No, I don't. If the Broncos take a running back in the second round two years in a row, I start getting a little uncomfortable like the tail end of the John Elway era in Denver. Again, guys, give me one argument why the Broncos should take a running back in round two. Besides having depth, give me one argument. Nothing against you, big kid Rook. I appreciate your your super and your contribution, but they don't have a need for it, and there's no case to be made for it. None. Lawrence says, I don't know. I think he tried selling Hackett too much when it was really just to entice Rodgers and had to pivot when we could steal him. I don't know. I think he tried selling Hackett too much. Peyton? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about here, my friend. Um, trying to pick it up from the... Uh, the non-sequitur questions. Oh, Scott's, try, Scott, Scott's trying to communicate. It's, it, he says... Uh, so mock draft, by the way, real quick. Yeah, Hall is definitely, based on ESPN rankings, based on mock draft database... He's probably going to be gone anyway by the time the Broncos get to 64, for what it's worth. All right. I just, even if he's there, though, I don't know. But I don't know what he's talking about, Scott. I don't know what he's, what he's talking about. Drop me a line in the, in the DM if you do. Whoa. Dale throwing down again. Thank you, Dale. Dude. Thank, thank you, bro. You. Love you. He says, I agree with, uh, agree with you, Zach. Chad Muma, the Wyoming linebacker, is more polished now, but this guy, Anderson, has barely played at linebacker, and I believe he's going to develop into a stud. He really opened eyes at the Senior Bowl. The RPO reference he played, oh, okay, QB before linebacker at Montana State. Right, he is dripping with potential fast. Yeah, he's definitely an athlete, and he's got instincts. And it's always interesting, Zach, when you see a former quarterback switch to any position, no matter what it is, it gives them a, an edge because – you go from playing a position where you kind of have to know everything. I mean, a quarterback has to know everybody's job on offense, everyone's technique almost on offense, plus they get to know defenses and reading defenses and tendencies and this and that to where it just gives them a real advantage. They can be big-time brainiacs, and that's interesting on Anderson. I was going to say that Anderson, when I watch him, he reminds me of a higher upside Josie Jewell, and that could be the guy he replaces in the Broncos linebacking core. He has that... I'm not going to say Luke Keekley. I don't think he's that polished or you know that premier of a prospect, but this is a guy the Broncos can build around. And being a former quarterback, he knows where the play has that intuition and that sixth sense of, of where the play could go, which way it could go, uh, what they're running. So, I, again, if they want to go with Anderson to 64, I'd be all for that. By the way, Scott's saying he was a running back, for what it's worth. Uh, Troy Anderson. Either way, he's a very intriguing uh, option. And if he's there at 64... I wouldn't hate it, but I'm still wondering a little bit, <laughs> you know, again, it tackle edge, but this is a deep class for both those positions. So again, if it's the right player, a guy like Troy Anderson, I'm not going to hate on that. I'm really not. If he's there at 64, Richard Anthony, thank you, bro. Thank you very, very much for that super chat. Are you a, uh, uh, an MC? What's up with your YouTube profile pic? Are you stand up comic? Are you a singer in a heavy metal band? Are you an MC? Let us know. In the chat, we got to know. David Kilgore, what's going on, bro? Look at that beautiful, beautiful Broncos fan picture. Rocking the Huddle Up Pod hat, let you see me wearing, rocking the uh, MHH face mask. Love you, David. You've been with us a long time, big dog. We appreciate you. He says, Hey, guys, didn't know what the progress was on the stadium repairs from the fire. I just wanted to see if this uh, stadium will be ready by the beginning of the season. So I don't have a specific update on where things are. All I can go off, to be honest, David, is what Joella said at the owners' meetings two weekends ago, which was the damage was much more extensive than you might have realized, and there is no guarantee that it's going to be ready by the season. The, the stadium will be fine, but as far as butts and seats where it was damaged, there's no guarantee. And a big part of that is supply chain issues. Anyone out there within the sound of my voice, I mean, almost everybody at this point has been affected by the post-pandemic um, supply chain issues. And especially if you are someone who's built a house over the last two and a half years, 
done anything relative to home renovations or anything where you're in search of or in need of pursuit of building materials, the unfortunate reality is the United States has in the last 25 years become way too dependent on overseas um, sourcing for that kind of thing. China. Yes, indeed. And it's really biting us in the butt right now. So that's a big problem uh, for the Broncos trying to repair the stadium is they can have all the hands in the world, like all the contractors ready to rock and roll. But if the suppliers cannot deliver the, you know, the, the materials needed to take care of business, then they got their, it's hurry up and wait. They sit on their hands. So he's optimistic it'll be done, but he also has some doubts that, it'll be done in time for the season. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be a race against time to get that done, but hopefully they do. It doesn't spoil the debut of uh, Russell Wilson in the Broncos' home stadium. Wow, Michaela. Michaela Baum. Michaela Baum, indeed. Love you. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Just legit Mount Rushmore super chat superstar. You know what you mean to us, Duchess. She says, I really like Anderson if we can't get our right tackle. Yeah, it's one of those things where it wouldn't quite, Zach, be to me Actually, it wouldn't even be in the same ballpark as when the Broncos took K.J. Hamler in the second round a couple years back, right after taking Jerry Judy in the first round. You didn't hate the player. The player was very, very good. It's just, was that the wisest use of resources in that moment? It wouldn't be that same uh, magnitude to me, Michaela, but a similar thing. All right, cool. But Anderson, to me, that's just not a gift horse you you would want to look in the mouth. If he's there at 64 what a ball of clay and you just hedge on, Hey, this is a deep edge class. This is, there's a lot of tackles in this class too. We'll get our guy on uh, in round three. I mean, yeah, again, appreciate you, Michaela. That's so amazing as usual. Um, It comes down to edge inside or right tackle. Who are you least comfortable starting at those spots temporarily? You know, Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell as backups, to have, let's say, Malik Reed, Jonathan Cooper, or Billy Turner, Tom Compton. Which one of those guys and those groups do you want to upgrade on? That's the guy that you should take to do so. So if it's not a right tackle, I agree with you, Michaela. They have to go for a linebacker, and I'd be mighty fine with a high upside player like Anderson. By the way, Scott's uh, reporting that Anderson was a conference player of the year, both as a running back and as a linebacker. Very talented dude. Um one hoop wants to know, speaking of linebacker, did the Broncos try to keep Kenny Young or Alexander Johnson? I think in the case of Alexander Johnson, they did talk to him, um, but they were more intent on bringing Josie back. He's like a coach on the field type guy. They decided they were going to take, try and re-sign one of those guys and ended up being Josie. Kenny Young, I don't think, was a part of the conversation to begin with, but um, that's what I've heard, Zach. Sam, yeah, I don't think they made much of an offer. And it's surprising because Kenny Young played for Evero in Los Angeles. So maybe yeah. Evero didn't like what he was bringing to the table and they were more comfortable. I still think that's a position they're going to upgrade through the draft. They're not done there, but I don't think they made a contract offer to either uh, AJ or uh, Kenny. I guess the Rams did trade Kenny. Maybe there was a reason why they were willing to trade Kenny. I mean, I don't know. I don't want I to speculate. I thought he was good. I, I was overall impressed with him and his energy when he was on the field, but he did struggle with injuries um, as a Bronco, especially down the stretch. I mean, mm. he was mostly there down the stretch, mm. but that was the problem. Daniel Vasquez Jr. Throwing down a very generous super chat. Daniel, appreciate that, dude. Welcome. That's two of them. Yo. Thank you. He says, uh, I'm glad the Broncos re-signed Kareem Jackson. I am too. This is not particularly a topic Zach and I, share a perfect yeah. brain on. We do on a lot of stuff, but this is not one we're perfect uh, in alignment on. I'm stoked on Kareem coming back at the price they got him back. Zach, your thoughts? I, I'm I'm good with it. You know, he's a, a locker room guy, some veteran experience in that secondary. Uh, Simmons loves him. Um, more power to the Broncos, but it, again, is he going to help you on third downs? Is he going to be on the field on third downs? What is the plan long-term at safety? Because he's not a long-term fixture. I want to find that guy. So I would prefer that Caden Stern steps into that role while they still have Kareem Jackson under contract. I, I don't hate it. I'm just not doing cartwheels because they brought back KJ. He could be viewed as kind of a missing piece perhaps, but just don't look at him in terms of just kind of finishing touches on having all your horses you need to on defense, but I don't think he's like the difference between 
Broncos winning the AFC West and not, but I do like the uh, I like the deal. I like especially the value. Playing has AJ Boye, then we can uh, pretty much <laughs> pencil that one in for KJ. Chad Beach throwing down. What's up? And by the way, guys, as it applies to our contest on Facebook, the goal two hundred fifty thousand stars in the month of April, as you can see on the ticker. We're at 14%. When we reach the goal of 250K, you guys know what we're doing. We're going to raffle off a Broncos jersey of the winner's choosing, and the only people in the running for that are those who are contributing to the goal, like Chad and like so many of our great members of that community on Facebook. But I got I'm, I'm, I got to be blunt. We're way behind the eight ball. Like This is probably the most behind the eight ball we've been on, on the monthly goal raffle thing. But we still got plenty of, plenty of time. We're about you know, a third of the way through the month, but we only have not even 15% of the goal reached. So a little catching up to do, but we can get there. Chad says, uh, I'm joining late tonight. Glad I was still able to catch some of the pod. Hashtag MHH Denver Broncos for life. Let's ride. Love it, dude. Thank you, Chad. Also, John, what's good, brother? John M. Metal, or is it Medal? I don't know, but dude, thank you. Good to see you. Thank you, John. Big Kid Rook, Drafton Hall. It would replace Melvin Gordon and give defenses no breaks at stopping the run. Yeah, but again, it's like, you remember you've got Javante Williams? I mean, <laughs> let Russ cook, hashtag let Pookie cook. Like, just give this dude the rock and watch miracles spring forth like this. He's that caliber of guy, which is why, you know, you're paying, remember, you're paying Mike Boone RB2 money. And even though the sample size we got last year in his one and only season as a Bronco was small and his sample size as a Viking before that was small, I actually really like his upside. But I'll tell you why. It's not based on film study. He wears 26. That is a, I'm joking, guys, but the 26 has a special kind of magic, special kind of uh, chemistry in an orange jersey when they're wearing when they're when it's a running back. I'm telling you right now. So I'm I'm stoked on what they have at the top of the depth chart. They just need a little bit of depth. I was gonna say I understand the need to replace Melvin Gordon, the need for a running back too, but what would you call Mike Boone? And is that need so important that you have to use a premium pick when you already used a premium pick last year on Javante? He's no schlub. If the Broncos whiffed on Javante, if he didn't look as good as he did last year, I'd say, okay, maybe swing for the fences again and double up. But this guy is going to be a top five running back in the NFL. Mark my words on that. Why would you want to use a second round selection to double up at a position when you have Billy Turner starting at right tackle or one injury away from Malik Reed starting at outside linebacker? I mean, those are the well, premium spots. And also, when you have a running back that nearly rushed for, or pardon me, a quarterback that nearly rushed for a thousand yards. Not that long ago, like Russell Wilson's going to pick you up some rush yards just by scrambling and creating when things break down. So I think because of that and other reasons, as we've stated in the last few minutes here, you can afford to, to not invest heavily beyond what you already have. Let's not forget they traded up to get Javante Williams and they paid Mike Boone RB2 money. So they have dollars. They have seriously um, invested in making sure they have the running back position at least the top of the depth chart, I don't think it would be that wise considering who's under center and just the overall balance of this roster and what needs remain to go spending a premium round pick, at least a first or second round pick. And I, we know the Broncos don't have a first round pick, but point remains on a running back. Phil, you demand, brother. Thank you for the stars. we got to get to 250. Let's go, Facebook. Shout out to Michael Ronquillo, always throwing down and just being here every single night. Dude is dedicated. Zach, we're at 50 minutes and we're about out of time here. So I'm going to take a quick look. Oh no. Oh no. Um, I don't want to read it out loud just because, um, oh man, diamond rattler, you let us know if there's anything we can do to help you. My friend, keep a stiff upper lip. That's tough, dude. That's tough. Keep a stiff upper lip. And, um, man, just be strong, dude. Be strong for your family, okay? I, I, up. 
I lost my dad in 2016, and I'll, I'll tell you, you never get over it. It, it. That that wound never fully closes, but I promise you, Diamond, time does help heal it. I promise you that. Trust me on that. It will be better. Just try to battle forward. I don't want to give you pleasantries or cliches. That does the opposite of helping you. That just kind of just makes it worse, but I promise you it will be better in due time. Just remember, your family needs you. Be strong. All right, we're about out of time here, guys. G Hill jumping in again. Where is Tariq Woolen, cornerback, um, landing, and what do you think of him? You know what? I want to say – stand by one second here, Zach. Let me see something. Uh, I think – not up there quite yet. Dang it, it's not quite up there yet. I know Eric's working on a Finding Broncos scouting report on Tariq Woolen. Um, so that'll be coming to milehuddle.com here in the very, very near future. But he is, he's an intriguing young prospect. Um, redshirt senior, 6'3, almost 6'4, 205 pounds, 79 inch wingspan, 33 and a half inch arm. So he's got some length. Really like seeing that. He's interesting. Like cornerback to me, Zach is. It's kind of like the off-ball linebacker thing, like we were talking about Anderson. I, if if you just said, "Hey, Chad, you know, what's your wish list for the Broncos at 64?" You know, there's a few tackles and a few edge rushers that, in a perfect world, I would hope might be there. But linebacker, corner are two other kind of underrated um, needs for this team. So Tariq Woolen, though, very intriguing guy. I'm not sure what his draft stock is, though, Scott, um, on Tariq Woolen, but. We'll uh, we'll circle back on that, G. This might be a bold take, but and correct me if I'm wrong if you disagree, guys, but I don't think the Broncos use a high-round pick on a cornerback. I think they like the depth there. They have Ojemudia. They have Vasang Bassi. They brought in uh, K1 Williams. Obviously, they have Pat Sertan and Ronald Darby. They might, and they probably will pick up a guy in like the fourth or fifth, sixth, but I don't think they're going to use a, a second or third-round pick on a cornerback. He's projected a second-round guy, according to Scott. And his his um, pro comparisons, as far as mock draftable is concerned, is Xavier Rhodes, 70 percentile. Akella Witherspoon, former CU buff. Uh, let's see who else here. J.C. Horn, who went uh, last year with Patrick Sertan. And Jalen Ramsey, to a lesser extent, 67.8% uh, um, sharing in traits. So wouldn't surprise me. He's going in the second round. And again, it's one of those things where it's a premium player, and if you, it's it's still a need position, so I wouldn't hate it. But I'm still wondering, okay, what's the plan for edge death? What's the plan for tackle? I mean, ideally, if they want to move down from 64 to like 70 and pick up a third or a fourth and take him, I'm fine with that. But I feel like again, maybe I'm over overemphasizing the need too much. But right tackle, edge, inside linebacker, those positions to me come first. All right, guys, we got a kind of rapid fire from here. We're about out of time. Huero's in the house. What's good, bro? He says, I haven't been able to watch live in a while. Not to poke at a wound that hasn't even begun to heal, but I'm sorry about your dog, Thank Zach. You. I don't know how I'm going to be able to move forward when I lose mine. It's tough. You just you put one foot in front of the other. I don't mean to be cliche, but that's all you can do. I mean, you have to enjoy the memories that you had, and wow, we have the Queen's presence, but... Huero, I definitely appreciate you. It's not any easier a few days later. No, those things never get any easier. They are family members as far as I'm concerned. And again, those are wounds that all you can do is let some time pass and they'll eventually heal. But I do appreciate your uh, sentiment. Thank you. The Queen. Talk about a Mount Rushmore member of this community. Um, you know, she's been around since before, Zach. We were even doing our podcast as a live stream every, every single night. Christy, love you. Appreciate you. Always get a kick out of following you on Twitter and the different topics that you uh, choose to tweet about. It's always uh, a good read. I'll tell you that. So love you. Appreciate it. She says, it's been a minute, guys. Hope you are all well. Looking forward to the draft and, of course, what the season holds. Love you. Give our best to the girls. Hope everyone's doing well in your neck of the woods, Christy. Thank you so much, Christy. Love you. Um, <clears throat> Pardon me. Andrew Baker. If we were still wandering, uh, wandering the desert, I'd say draft best player available regardless of position. But in this situation, I hope Peyton gets BPA at positions of need, you know, upgrades. And I think that's mostly what you're going to see him do, you know, is 
it's BPA, but it's within the realm of reason. And what is the realm of reason? Well, what are your needs? You know, it's not, that's what's cool at the same time, Zach, about how he's kind of built the off season roster is, you know, if there is a guy, maybe it's not a huge need, say at, I don't know, wide receiver, just to throw one out there. They're pretty stacked at wide receiver, but if a round two guy graded is there in round three, you can afford to just take that best player and he's the best player on your board. You can afford to just take him because, you know, everything else is pretty well balanced. There's still a few things that we've talked about tonight that we're uncomfortable with. And I I think the Broncos still need to address, but that's why you tip your cap to George Payton all the more so. I've always said, Andrew, that the ideal scenario in the draft for any round is when BPA intersects with need. You're not leaning one or the other. You're getting a player that's a position of need, but also the best player on your board at that given time. But considering where the Broncos are picking, considering George Payton did such a great job in free agency filling the major holes, they can go wherever they want. And I think anywhere they do go, be it you know freaking tight end or outside linebacker or inside linebacker, that's going to be their BPA. So credit to George Payton once again for setting him the team up in that situation to thrive come later this month. Daniel with yet another super chat. Thank you, bro. Three tonight, dude. Working your way up. Superstar status. Thank you, buddy. Watching you guys tonight from Houston, he says. Let's go Broncos. Very cool. We love hearing where everybody's from. Chad Beach throwing down some starts towards the monthly goal. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, bro. Uh, Patrick as well throwing down. Really appreciate that. It was also good to connect with you, Patrick, on Twitter, by the way. We'll be tagging you tonight. Uh, G again. Ain't nothing but a G thing. There's a lot of talent in the AFC at wide receiver. Hopefully with Chubb and Gregory healthy, more DBs to cover longer against these stacked teams. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the things that, I mean, as good, Zach, as the no-fly zone secondary was, Aqib Tlaib, Chris Harris, talking corners specifically here, and Bradley Roby, that, that unit, what made him even more dangerous was the fact that quarterbacks were rushed man they had to hurry it up because they were getting squeezed from the edge by Vaughn and Demarcus Ware and they were getting pushed up the middle by Derek Wolf and um, Malik Jackson so you got to be complimentary in a perfect world that's why you need Chubb and Gregory healthy if those guys are healthy and they're available it's like Nathaniel Hackett said a couple weeks back hey what are your expectations what's your outlook for Bradley Chubb hey be available if he's available you can for the most part, rest assured that he's going to have an impact, especially if he's healthy, if he's actually healthy. This is the first time since his rookie year. Well, let me think 2018, 2019 is when he got hurt. 2020 he gets the, this is really the first year since he was a rookie that he enters the entire program healthy, like fully healthy. So I'm stoked on his upside of being able to continue that as a trend. Being realistic, though, I mean, what are the odds that both Chubb and Gregory are going to play a full 17-game-plus schedule? I mean, you have to count on at least one of them missing time. Unfortunately, that will be the case more than likely, so you have to have premium depth, and I don't think Malik Reed is premium depth at either spot. All right, guys, last one that we got to go for tonight, Darius Simmons and his profile pick. It looks like he is coming to us from Paradise couple of cheeseburgers in paradise with Darius Simmons. Appreciate you, bro. And he's got a message for Zach. Sorry about your dog, Zach. Thank and you, I man. really need a shirt like that, Chad. LOL. Dude, every time I rock this on the podcast, people want to know where I got the shirt. I don't know. My parents got the shirt. I don't that gum. I wish I could tell you, but just uh, G- Google Broncos plaid. I don't know. Blue Cybert. Appreciate that, my friend. Also, Lewis Condon. What's up, dude? Or Luis? Lewis. Lewis. Join late. Don't know what you've been talking about, guys, but I'm excited for this season. Well, hey, it's better late than never, my dog. Appreciate you guys, Zach. If you want to do the rundown, I'll pull up our shout-outs for tonight. Yes, sir. Thank you so, so much, guys, for your uh, – I say amazing a lot, but it's the definition of amazing because you leave, leave me in amazement every single night. Thank you so, so much, Dale, Michaela, everybody else, Christy, the queen. Uh, that was the Huddle Up Podcast. We are off tomorrow back on Wednesday, same time, same place. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. We mentioned it once. We'll mention it again. If you want some swag like uh, myself or Chad's wearing, go to huddleuppod.com. We'll get some pet merch up in that store. Maybe not monkey shirts, 
or monkey onesies, but we'll have pet merch coming. I promise you that. If we can make it happen, we will. And facebook.com slash pod. Like that page. Follow that page. Guys, if you haven't, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win. Maybe it could be a pair of shorts for your pet could be a hat could be a shirt could be anything each and every month but if you can't do those things please do these three things subscribe like and share this video and every video you see on the mha channel it really helps us grow and reach more broncos fans just like you hey also i want to shout out some great supporters like clayton and albert greg smith leroy on facebook mike s james hyatt on youtube if i didn't mention you tonight don't think i don't love you you know i do really appreciate you and also dylan for helping out moderating the YouTube chat and his message here. You heard Zach say it. Listen to Dylan. Listen to everyone else. Helps us out. Like, Hit that like button. Nay, smash the like button. But here's a shout out to uh, these great supporters on Facebook tonight. Chad Beach, throwing down. Thank you, buddy. Andrew Baker, throwing down. Phil, Blue, John M. Medal, John Chance, Rodney Garcia, Patrick, Lawrence, Lewis, and then our great Super Chat superstars tonight, starting with Tom. James Webb, Dave, uh, the Duchess, Gary, blah, blah. Ain't nothing but a G thing. Hill, Nash, the fifth, Cottonmouth, 78, big kid, Rook, D-Dub, legendary Dale, cross the Pacific in paradise. Richard Anthony, David Kilgore, another legendary figure. Uh, Daniel Vasquez, Jr., really appreciate you throwing down tonight, my friend. Uh, big kid, Rook, Huero Vidal, uh, Darius Simmons, and last but certainly not least, Christy, the queen. Much love and respect. We'll see you guys Wednesday night. Take care, and as always, guys, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.